welcome back to episode number 16 of Metro Talks. As always, I'm your host, Matthew Dobbins, and I am glad to be back with you for another great discussion. Today, we are going to be diving into a topic that I am sure many of you can relate to. If you are listening in and find yourself struggling with chronic low back pain, you are certainly not alone, and this is the episode for you. I am very excited to be joined by some very special guests today, including Dr. Eric Finney of Long Island Brain and Spine. Dr. Finney will be taking us through the world of pain management as it relates to chronic low back pain and shed some light on his services and some new treatment options available for this patient population. We will also be joined by Metro's very own Dr. Daniel Nagorski, who will be jumping into the discussion with some questions of his own. I will also be introducing you all to another great member of the Metro team, Carrie Schwenard, and she will discuss her role with the company and how she made this show possible today. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and I certainly hope you will all continue to do so and enjoy today's discussion. And with that being said, let's bring the doctor in. Dr. Finney, thanks so much for being with us today. Appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Why don't you start off by maybe telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, Matthew, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So my name is Dr. Eric Finney. I'm a board-certified interventional pain physician. I'm currently the Director of Interventional Pain Management for Long Island Brain and Spine, a multi-specialty spine and pain group. We have locations throughout Long Island, including West Islip, Smithtown, and Islandia. Thanks so much. And uh, as I mentioned, we also have with us one of our great therapists, uh, Dan Nagorski. Dan, thanks for being on the show today. Excited to have you on and get some of your insights. Why don't you let the listeners know where they can find you and what you do here at Metro? Hi, Matt. Thank you, Sue. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, as Matt was saying, my name is Dan Nagorski. Uh, I have my doctorate of physical therapy. I graduated from Stony Brook in 2013, so I've been practicing for about eight years now. Um, I received my, I'm board certified in orthopedics. Uh, I have my LSBT big certification, which is a Parkinson's disease uh, treatment progression. And I'm the clinical director of Metro's uh, facility in Huntington. I've been with Metro for going on four years now and happy to be here. Got a beautiful new facility there over in Huntington. We'll uh, certainly link the, the, the notes at the end where you can find both of uh, Dan and Dr. Finney's great offices. Uh, last but not least, we have uh, someone who works closely with myself. On my team, she was directly responsible for bringing us all together today, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, we have the great Carrie Schwenard with us. Carrie, why don't you introduce yourself a bit, maybe speak to our listeners a little bit about what you do with Metro and how you stumbled upon your relationship with Dr. Finney. Thanks, Matthew. Um, so my, my name is Carrie, and I'm the marketing manager, physician liaison. Uh, for Metro. I joined in September. I'm so pleased to be here. I was very happily, uh, I, I'm so grateful that I got to meet Dr. Frenet. Um, it's been a pleasure getting to know him. I'm astounded at his thoroughness and patience in explaining the details of procedures to patients. He emits kindness and sincerity with a deep concern for each and every patient. The staff at Long Island Brain and Spine are so helpful and kind as well. I definitely highly recommend to everyone needing a pain management doctor to contact Dr. Finney's office for an amazing experience. I'm very happy to be here and part of this program today. Thanks so much, Carrie. It's uh, so happy that you were able to get us all together for what should be a really great show. So as we mentioned, sort of in the introduction here, we're going to be taking a look at uh, something that is very common, unfortunately, probably too common. Uh, if you're not dealing with uh, chronic low back pain, 
now, you may find yourself dealing with it at some point in your life. So today, we are really going to be taking a deep look in some of the offerings that uh, Dr. Finney has, some new procedures, and some really exciting new things that are available for patients who are, are struggling um, you know, with, with this chronic low back pain. So with, with that being said, let's maybe just get into some questions here. For the purposes of our discussion, I would like to first take a look at axial low back pain. Can you give the listeners an idea of what axial low back pain is? And regards to axial low back pain, is there a subset of patients that you particularly have had a hard time with um, when it comes to interventional pain management? Uh, well, Matthew, yes. And I would say that uh, when, when we talk about axial low back pain, uh, we're essentially talking about pain that does not radiate into a leg, for example, um, like sciatica. Um, pain that's pretty much centrally located in the in the low back. Uh, this type of pain affects a lot of people, and uh, for some people, um, it becomes a chronic condition. And many of the traditional conservative or interventional treatments may not ultimately help them get to be more functional. Um, one particular condition, uh, degenerative disc disease, um, very common in the uh, U.S. population. And uh, essentially, that is a debilitating low back pain that traditionally has been very difficult to effectively get, so to speak. Uh, the reason why this particular type of pain is so difficult to get is because we now know that the actual pain generators is not actually the disc itself, but it's the bones that surround the disc, the vertebral end plates, that actually become the source of pain. So essentially, we're dealing with a very deep bone pain. Um, that previously had, had been very difficult to treat with our epidurals or facet blocks or radiofrequency ablations. Um, it's just been a refractory pain that's been very hard to kind of treat previously. That's really interesting, Dr. Dr. Finney. Um, I know there's a lot of new information that you just mentioned, especially with the research out there. So given the fact that there's a new pain generator, do you offer any new procedures that you would consider being an option for patients with axial low back pain? Yeah, the most exciting new procedure we have now is called vertebral nerve ablation. Um, intercept for short. Intercept is the name of the procedure. Essentially, what we're able to now do is we're able to access the vertebral body the actual bone with a with a needle, and we can actually heat up the nerve inside of the bone that transmits the pain signal from the end plates of the bone uh, back into the brain, and we can do that safely and effectively. Sounds like uh, fascinating. <laughs> it's amazing what they uh, what they come up with. Uh, sounds like a procedure that may be beneficial for. You know, everyone dealing with this axial low back pain, uh, obviously there's has to be some sort of inclusion criteria for a patient to be a candidate. Can you maybe go over um, what that inclusion criteria would be for this procedure? Absolutely. It's, it's really exciting and it's really cool. So this is a procedure that we would consider for patients who um, have failed um, more conservative treatments, including physical therapy, chiropractic treatments, acupuncture. Um, epidural steroid injections. Um, th these are patients with chronic low back pain that's debilitating um, and re really just non-responsive to a lot of our previous treatments. That's interesting. Um, as with any procedure, you know, there's inclusion criteria, but there's also exclusion criteria. So are there any contraindications for this procedure? Is there anything that anybody should be looking out for? 
biggest thing is if a patient is on uh, blood thinners, um, we would have to stop that blood thinner. Uh, blood thinners are things like um, Plavix or Effiant or Eliquis. Um, if those patients are unable to stop their blood thinner safely, we would work with their cardiologist or physician or provider. Um, if they're unable to stop that blood thinner, they, they may not be the greatest candidate for this procedure. Most of the time when we talk about spinal procedures, we're, we are able to work with the patient's cardiologist um, to come up with a, a safe way of, um, of dealing with the blood thinner. Uh, just a, a question that comes to mind. Is this a procedure for all levels of the spine or is it um, set for certain segments of, of the spine? You know, that's a great question because um, the, the, the spine, um, you, you've got the cervical spine or the neck, you've got the thoracic spine, which is um, in between the neck and the low back. And you, you can get degenerative disc disease at any level in the spine, including thoracic levels, although that's uncommon. Um, the vast, vast majority of low back pain is going to be coming from the L4-5 and the L5-S1 disc. So that's the second to last disc. And then, of course, the last disc. Um, currently, this procedure would only treat uh, pain from the L3-4, L4-5, and L5-S1 uh, discs. Uh, that's what it's FDA approved for. Um, however, um, I, I do know some practitioners who are treating other levels um, with this procedure and, um, and, and getting good results as well. So I know also uh, there's several other ablation type procedures. Uh, one of the most common ones is the ablation of the medial branch. So how does the ablation with the intercept procedure differ from, uh, let's say, an ablation of the medial branch? Yeah, the, the easiest way to understand the difference between uh, medial branch radiofrequency ablation, which is a common procedure that we do, and the intercept procedure is the actual target. So for radiofrequency ablation of the lumbar medial branches, the target is in the back of the spine where the facet joints are located. Uh, the target for the intercept procedure is actually in the anterior or front part of the spine. It's located within the vertebral body itself. So we kind of have to go around the spinal canal to get to this particular nerve. So it's really a matter of location and target in which part of the back we think is causing the pain, uh, we're going to want to treat that part um, depending on what uh, we think is the pain generator. So I have a, a two-part question here. Um, so what is the data suggesting about the outcomes with this new procedure? And then as a patient, how long would I be able to expect relief after having a procedure done? It is pretty good. There's a SMART trial. The five-year data is pretty good. It's about... Uh, 50 to 60% pain reduction that is durable, meaning it's um, sustained for uh, the duration of the study. And uh, for, for, for pain, that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty uh, pretty significant uh, reduction in, in, in pain scores. So uh, there, there's that trial and there's other trials. Um, the, the data is actually really well done and really, really good. Um, and, and it makes sense because we have these patients where and we've tried everything, and we, we, we can't get the pain under control. This small subset of patients, we see the changes on the MRI. Uh, we don't necessarily want to refer them to a spine surgeon. Now we have something that can treat this particular thing that we, we can see on the MRI, and now we can access with our needles. 
So I know with other ablation uh, procedures, they're typically done frequently, you know, maybe every six months, every year. Is there something about the intercept procedure that's maybe more unique than some of those ablations as far as the, the characteristics of the nerve? Um, it, it, exactly. So um, with lumbar medial branch radiofrequency ablation or the traditional radiofrequency ablation, uh, the, the medial branch that we're able to sort of kill with the tip of the needle, it's myelinated. Uh, because of that, uh, it has a fatty sheath around it. The nerve grows back. Uh, it grows back six months, 12 months, 18 months, depending on a variety of characteristics. Uh, with the intercept procedure, we're killing the basi vertebral nerve, uh, which is inside the vertebral body. It's unmyelinated. Uh, because of that, that nerve does not grow back. So we're not typically having to redo this procedure after six months, a year, two years. I think that's probably one of the, right, the what makes it so appealing to a lot of patients is it's a sort of a, a one and done exactly. type of procedure. Absolutely. So that's, uh, that's probably great. To know, you know, you don't have to, I'm sure Dr. Finney would love to have <laughs> patients coming back into his office regularly, but ultimately, you know, your goal is to get them better and, and keep them out of the office and get them back to their, their daily life. So it sounds like this is a procedure that is going to open up a lot of opportunities for that sort of thing. I think it's going to be very helpful in uh, essentially having a tool that we can now use uh, to treat a certain kind of pain that we haven't been able to kind of, again, get before. And I think it's going to be really exciting to see the effect on people's lives. Yeah. And so uh, just a quick note, and again, this will be linked down in the show notes. Obviously, you can find these resources by giving Dr. Finney's office a call. If you also go onto our webpage, uh, metropt.com, we recently added a uh, resource page, uh, tab page to the website, and uh, all the information about Intercept is found in that uh, link. And uh, you can actually search for uh, the doctors that are performing this procedure, and you will find Dr. Finney's uh, name under that under that tip. So uh, again, we'll have those linked in the show notes below if you're interested in learning more about the procedure. So um, let's shift gears a little bit. Just let's talk maybe about pain management as a whole. Um, if you were to describe the quality of life of a person who needs pain management, could you elaborate on the typical person that you would be treating? here in your office, uh, when should someone seek out help of an interventional pain management doctor? Well, that's a very good question. So um, w one of the reasons why pain affects us so much is uh, it's essentially a signaling mechanism that alerts us that something is uh, danger. If you step on a nail, uh, you need to know that you're doing that. Um, and that's a very strong signal that's sent to your brain that says, hey, you need to drop everything that you're doing and get off this nail. So chronic pain is a very similar thing. These are essentially signals that are constantly um, going into our, our, our consciousness and our mind, um, taking away from our quality of life, taking away from our ability to do things that we want to do. So when chronic pain, uh, when pain becomes chronic, it's essentially hijacking a system that's there to protect us. And it's not really helping us at that point. So essentially when pain to, to, to your point, to, well, when is the time to see the doctor? If pain is severe or if it's, if it's mild or moderate and not improving with um, you know, conservative treatments such as physical therapy, the vast, vast majority of patients who do get uh, axial low back pain are going to respond to conservative treatment. They're going to get better. 
with core strengthening program, with aqua therapy, with massage therapy, and physical therapy. It's when the pain does not improve or it's too severe, then it's time to see the doctor for an evaluation. So going along with that, when the pain becomes often too severe or, or doesn't necessarily uh, improve with conservative treatment, can you explain how the combination of physical therapy and this new interventional pr procedure may work to help manage a person's level of pain and like what expectations they should have for getting their quality of life back? Very rarely in interventional pain management does the procedure take away 100% of the pain, especially in the setting of chronic pain that's been going on for a long period of time. Usually the patient, because of the pain, is not active and there's a degree of deconditioning. So if we're able to kind of get the pain under control, whether it's a radiofrequency ablation or an epidural or intercept, now that patient is going to have better posture, better uh, mechanics, but they've kind of forgotten how to sort of uh, move uh, and, and exercise and things like that. So that would be a case where uh, referral to physical therapy for gait training, reconditioning, core strengthening, um, and they can get that pain scored down even more and get their function up even more. So it sounds like there's a, a lot of obviously options for people. Uh, seems like there's a lot of ways to get people back up and going as combinations of ablations, injections, therapy. Um, but are there particular subsets of patients that you manage for chronic low back pain that are notoriously hard to treat and, and gain any sustainable outcomes? I would say the population that have degenerative disc disease with motive change, that has been the most difficult uh, to um, manage just because of the location of those discs. The discs are in the front of the spinal canal and up until now has been very difficult to sort of access with the needle. So um, thankfully, we now have a way of, of, of dealing with it, of treating it, and, and, and getting people back um, to, to where they want to be. So most patients who are coming in, they're coming in because their lives are not where they want to be. Their activity level is not where they want to be. They have a goal in mind. And for some people, it's just walking down the street. You know, for other people... We have athletes, uh, it's, it's performing. So if they're coming to see um, me or any of my partners, um, it, it's because something is not quite right. They, they need help. They want to get to a different point. And so um, we're, we're going to look at everything and try to get them to where they need to be. I just want to maybe touch on something. You, you mentioned modic changes. Uh, I think that maybe that ties back in a little bit to, to intercept um, based on my knowledge. I know that's one of the sort of things that they look for. I know uh, just in conversations that I've had with other physicians that up until recently, motor changes were sort of discarded right. um, from the MRI reports. It was something that really wasn't looked into too much. It was uh, pretty insignificant. And now I think a lot of this research is sort of saying, hey, these motor changes matter and they could be causing um, a lot of the, the pain generators, uh, you know, in the spine. Can you maybe just touch on what a modic change is? Sure, absolutely. It's it's, it's really important, and, and you're right. Um, a, a lot, even even now, a lot of radiologists will not even report on modic changes because there's still a belief that they don't represent anything. So uh, we we have to look. We I have to look at every single MRI and look for these changes. So they're essentially um, signal changes on the picture. So an MRI is basically a picture of what's going on, and it's a color change um, at the vertebral body end plate. It essentially indicates that there's 
inflammation and swelling uh, at the interface between the disc and the and the bone. It essentially means that it's that there's in a patient with severe pain with motive changes, they're essentially dealing with a deep bone pain, and we can see that on the on an MRI. So maybe for patients who have had an MRI done recently and you know maybe it was clean as far as discogenic or you know no herniations but you know maybe that, that modic change is on the report somewhere yeah. it might be worth it for for them to sort of sit down with you and, and, and look if there's a way to address that it might be a, a good indicator that something can be done absolutely and, and a lot of times um the modic change won't even be listed on the report uh because um a lot of the radiologists, are, again, they subscribe to sort of the old school, uh, you know, motive changes don't mean anything. So they may have motive changes on the images themselves, but it may not be on the report. So e even a patient who, who was told, hey, you've got no reason to be in pain, uh, I'm going to want to take a look at those images um, myself and see what's really going on. Yeah. I think that's an important thing, right? We're still, all this new, new research, all these new procedures have really opened up a lot of people's eyes shed some light so it seems like even if you've been to a surgeon maybe and they've told you no you're clean the mri is clean and i don't see anything it might be worth it to get a second uh, second look with someone like yourself and and see if there might be an op there might be options available for people who are uh, you know dealing with this chronic low back pain that maybe they don't even realize so i think that's the importance of of what you can bring uh and why it's important for patients to come and see you <laughs> absolutely absolutely well, this was a, a very interesting conversation. Um, we can, uh, Dan, I don't know if you had any other maybe questions for Dr. Finney as they relate to therapy. No, the question I had, you kind of, you took already, Matt, you're, you beat me to it. I was going to talk about the motor changes. I was fascinated by that. But uh, yeah, that's everything that was discussed sounded very, very good. Well, like I mentioned, um, there's going to be a lot of resources available in the show notes, including uh, where you can find Dr. Finney. I know he mentioned it, um, but we'll link all of your, um, you know, offices in the show notes. Are you active on social media at all? Any, any shout outs you want to give for patients to maybe, or our listeners to maybe have the opportunity to follow you? See what sure. you're up to? Sure. Yeah. I, I do have an Instagram. It's, uh, Eric Finney MD. So, uh, it's E R I C F S and Frank A N A E E M D. A lot of A's and E's. Uh, <laughs> Eric Finney MD. Uh, on Instagram, have a couple of pictures of the offices and our locations and some of our uh, awesome staff members. Um, so if you could if you could follow, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've got some good content posted, sure. and I'm sure uh, a good resource. Dan, I don't know um, any any information you'd like to share as far as where people can can find you. Obviously, uh, you're one of our own. So uh, MetroPT.com. You, know, you can find Dan's great info. But anything you want to share? Um, as far as people following you or reaching out to you? Yeah, I mean, you can always find out my information on our website, but uh, we have a brand new beautiful facility here in Huntington on 259 Wall Whitman Road. So feel free to come on in. We'd be happy to give you a tour and show you the place. All right. Good. Yeah, and we'll link, uh, like I said, the address and the, the office phone number um, in the show notes as well. So everyone, thank you so much. I think this was a, a great discussion. Hopefully gets people thinking. And uh, hopefully people start reaching out to uh, both Dr. Finney and, and Dan to, to get rid of this low back pain once and for all, hopefully, <laughs> and get back, to, get back to normal. So everyone, Kerry, thank you again for bringing us all together. And uh, it was a great discussion. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank, thank you, Thank you very much. much.